Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to From Lads to Dads. Hello you lot, welcome along. Looking forward to getting this on the road. This podcast is straight from the horse's mouth, from the lad version, from the lad journey to the dad journey. We're going to be talking about content from mental health to funny stories to what's going on in the news to Ben's dad. John Anna And there's not to be missed. Plenty of laughs, plenty of tickles, but also hardly any serious content. So please, please listen in and please subscribe and like. I reckon maybe we should start at the beginning. Should we go back to what we started? Let's start at the beginning and let's talk about our... Um... So your experience when Autumn was born. Okay. Walk me through it. I want, I want, as you're coming from a... From, so in that split second, you've gone from a lad... Yeah. To a dad. And as the podcast, as the episodes go week by week, the, the viewers, uh, the listeners, sorry, will see and hear how much the difference is from lad to dad, from what you and I have been through. Yeah, and I think we should, we should uh, definitely talk about uh, our experience as men. And, and this is what I, I think we'll bring to this podcast. And hopefully it's not just for men to listen to, it's for women to listen to as well. And hopefully women will get the angle of, of what it's like to be a bloke and a dad. Yeah, give us a break, maybe? Or... <laughs> and, and maybe uh, dads and lads will... will get a little bit of a respite from that and, and realise that it's not just them that's going through it. So, so tell me. So I remember my memories of Autumn being born. What uh, was the date and where were you? Uh, the, uh, the date was November the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in Basingstoke Hospital. One of my favourites. Now Autumn was meant to be born quite a bit earlier than, than she was. Um, Jess went through... Uh, Jess had a tough time actually and she... Uh, she ended up going into labour quite a few days before, but she was a she was uh, how would you call it delayed? Like she was supposed to have. Oh, um, you're asking me. Uh, just taking her time. This is this is a moment, listeners. Like we like to call being a dickhead dad. Where you, and and you'll, this will pop out quite a lot. Sometimes more, more than often. Sometimes. You are what's called a dickhead dad, and it's where you can't remember little details here and there. To make you a bad dad, it just makes you in the eyes of of the mother and of of other people sometimes a bit of a dickhead dad when you can't remember. And, and it gives the mums those dickhead moments to call you a dickhead behind your back to all of their friends, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. Oh, Ben is such a uh, dickhead. 
dickhead. How That's dare he forget yeah. the exact second he was born? Yeah. So it's um and, and, and they will whip it out as well. You need to you need to you need to know your knowledge. So yeah, anyway, I remember Jess Jess had a really tricky time. Um she was in labour for four days. Um and it was um I mean, obviously it was bad for her. Um, How did you find it easy? Uh, not, not easy at all. <laughs> because I mean, this is this is the issue, and I'm not like oh, poor me or this that the other. I'm, in this podcast, I'd just like to talk from a man's point of view, and from a man's point of view, from the beginning, it's not easy because if you go into any maternity ward or you go into any sort of prenatal situation. It may be that I've got a big ego. I don't know. But I don't think it is. It's the fact that you are nothing. You are fucking remember, remember Hear me this. now, viewers. <laughs> when you go into that, you are scum of the earth in there. <laughs> a man's is, place is not in a prenatal ward. You can't say anything. You can't yeah. even... Co- I remember... Sorry to interrupt. When Theo was... When Emily was about to give birth to Theo. And all I did was praise Emily having the baby... And I said to the midwife, she's done so well. Yeah. And all I got was, why are you not with your wife? Yeah. Because I'm praising you and my, <laughs> and my wife. And she looked at me, honestly, like Christmas Day, I walked in yeah. and volleyed the turkey off the table. Yeah. It's, it's no longer your baby. It's the partner's baby. It's no longer your it's situation. It is the partner's situation. So you will get eye contact on a, on a scale of about 0.1%. Everything is going to be addressed towards the, the lady. To, the, to the, the birther. Yeah, there is going to be... You are not there. You are there to open doors. You are there to carry bags. You are there to, to not speak. And be and spat at. <laughs> to be seen catch, and not heard. Catch any fluid flying out of the vagina. If you wish to ask questions, ask your partner, and your partner will ask the questions. If you ask the questions... It will be ignored, or if it is acknowledged, it will be then readdressed to your partner, which so, will be come back to you and call you a cock. Yeah. So anyway, I um yeah, so we had to go in, and Jess had to lay down, and we thought this is the time we're gonna we're gonna have our daughter. It's gonna be incredible. But they um they put a you know one of these straps around her to monitor the baby. Yeah. Um, and we sat in Basingstoke Hospital for. I'd say quite a few hours. Obviously, Jess was uncomfortable at this point. My choice to um, and my job, sorry to, to sort of try and make it easy for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they sent us home. They said we can't, <laughs> we can't have the baby at this point. At this point, I was terrified because right. if anyone's um, experienced hormones and everything else during pregnancy, it boosts just before they're about to have the child. So I thought, oh god, this is not going to go well. So Jess was obviously quite upset. I tried to comfort her and tried to, um, you know, it's 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 okay. We'll we'll come back tomorrow or the next day, and maybe we'll be able to have. But have when when you're talking to in that state, granted, yeah. my wife's a midwife. Yeah. So I'd already been preempted of everything that was to occur. Yeah. And I honestly felt like I was dealing with a completely different person yeah. of a of a testosterone level through. I would put Randy Savage to fucking shame. <laughs> Well, yeah, it goes from estrogen to testosterone out of nowhere. Yeah, it's absolute fucking mayhem. Well, the yeah, just hold my hand and pat my back. Pat my fucking back. <laughs> well, the problem for me was on the way home. It was dark. Well, I took the wrong turning. Um, well, my God, I, I just nearly put the window through. It was it was not a nice experience for either of us. You do have to sort of take that on the chin in a way, and I don't like. 
it's hard because you can't be like, oh, it's all me, you know, poor me and stuff like this. But I don't think people see it from the lad's point of view. Is that like you're both going through something? You're both going through a, a difficult situation. Anyway, we got got home, and long story short, next day we went in. They said, look, you've been going for four days now. Um, you're going to get to a point where you're too exhausted to have the baby, mm. and you're not going to be able to deliver the baby. I was a bit like. That worried point. a little bit. So they did the old caesarean that was summary of Johnny. Well, no, they just said we're going to induce you to make you have the baby, give you the drugs to make you have the baby, because if you don't have it now, you're not going to be did able you to have deliver it. Right, so anyway, we're going there. <laughs> and uh, we we started, um, she was induced. We went for a walk to the shop. Yeah. Honestly, within about, it felt like half an hour, 45 minutes, she was like, I'm having, I'm like it, it, I can feel it. it's ready to come the baby's ready to come so we rushed back in she sat down then it was like and it's it's not ready to come so we we, we, we absolute uh, tease yeah absolute tease so I said right I'll go and grab you some um, chocolate I grabbed her some really nice chocolate grabbed her all this that the other and all the stuff that she needed she appreciated it uh, not at the time, but actually afterwards, she said, I really like, love that chocolate now. It reminds me of like when we had autumn yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was really nice. And then, um, yeah, so we sat around and um, I'll be honest with you, mate, it gets a bit boring, doesn't it? Like, like you're there, but you can't, it, it goes on and on. And in my head, I thought, when you imagine like Beth, you just see like the end bit, don't you? On telly, on like tellies, you see the casualty with the legs up, baby out. Yeah. Hold the baby. Take the old cust. What's it? The old pram. Not the pram. The baby carrier photo out of the hospital. Yeah. Done. Twenty minutes. Bosh. But that can take hours and hours. Long hours. And they never have a baby in the day. They've always no. got to do it. It like. F- well, well, didn't Jess have it in the day? Well, here but we you've go. You've gone through the day and night already to get there. We yeah, we'd gone through four days of like being in labour, and then and then I, I sort of. Well, she was bouncing on the ball and they get them to in, be all sorts of different positions and if anything like without sounding weird or anything it's like it, it's like the beginning again because it's all the positions that you started in when you had the baby they're on like they're, they're on their hands and knees like bent over <laughs> they're bouncing up and down and I thought this reminds me of how we we created this yeah, baby yeah because I remember yeah because yeah, Emily was screaming at me shouting at me saying how much she hated me that just reminds me exactly how we made it yeah <laughs> But no, um, so we, yeah, I started rubbing her back and rubbing her back and my arm got so tired and like knackered and knackered. I not say, nah. oh, and my arm's tired. Mate, I yawned and, and one of the <sighs> midwives caught me yawning and that was it. Like, it was, um, she, when she caught me yawning, the evils I got off that woman was just different gravy. Mate, the, Emily, we all sat in the seat next to her and, you know, you see, like I said, the casual legs are... Oh, oh, oh. It's not like that, is it? Nah. It's like I was even apologising to the midwife. Like, sorry, Emily doesn't normally make this noise. Emily was like a <laughs> fucking ex- exorcist. She's yeah. like, release this demon! <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god! And then she pinned me into this seat. Yeah. And as she like she proper pinned me into this seat. Yeah. I couldn't move, mate. She was strong. She put Eddie Hall to shame. Yeah. She pinned me down after the baby was born. She relaxed. She fucking jarred my back, and I made oh. the error of saying to the midwife. She goes, she asked, do you want a cup of tea? And I was like, yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, she ain't half up my back. Yeah. She looked, at, honestly, the look of pure hatred. You know when they roll their eyes and huff? Like, yeah. 
I was like, fuck it. And I had, I had to sleep on like three pillows that night. They yeah. don't think about us, mate. Well, I, I, when I was ripping it back, one thing I wish I'd done, and maybe this is a bit of advice for potential fathers out there who were, who were going to, you know, who was got a pregnant wife or girlfriend, is uh, they said you should have brought a tennis ball. Because when they saw me on, they said, oh, he's tired. So, so they looked at me real, so patched out, tired, are we? So I said, <laughs> so I said uh, yeah, she, she like, give me the evils, and she went, tired. So I said, uh, no, no, it's just oh, my arms aching a little bit. So, <laughs> so it, was, it made it worse. So she said, she'd have brought a tennis ball. So I said, why? She said, if you'd have brought a tennis ball, if you just do that into the back, it's the perfect thing. So there's a little tip of the day. Take a tennis ball with you next time. What sort of fucking idiot is going to turn up? Your wife's in the car now to have the baby. Hold on a minute, let me just quickly nip to the shed. Yeah. And get the rackets and ball out. And the last thing you need to be doing is playing catch with your wife while yeah, she's having a baby. Or shouting, go on, Tim! Yeah. Go on, Tim! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would 100% have like, named our, uh, our, um, our bump uh, Murray Mound. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she. Um, so then, yeah, that happened, and then they, they, uh, the nurses just fuck off. Like, yeah. they just disappeared. See so ya. They went out. I saw that as my opportunity to get on the gas and air. So we're having a bit of banter on the gas and air. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, it happened. Just out of nowhere, it just happened. She's like, I'm having the baby, I'm having the baby. I'm having... And, and the, the lady came in, and she had, like, a student nurse with her. And it was like a David Attenborough documentary. She was going through every single like stage. Here we she, have the baby being born out of the vagina. Yeah, she she sat there and went. And you we don't can, give a shit. We can now see that mum. And this is one thing that annoys me. Just call them by their name, like at every matter. You okay, mum? Mum, would mum be able to just roll over? Her name's Jess. Anyway, she um, <laughs> she said a name bag, a name bag tag. Yeah, so she sat there and she said. Now, we, we can see mum's gone into the final stages. She may portray some aggression. She may portray this, that, the other. Did you and see like any of that aggression first? My God, right? Yeah, all of a sudden, and to be honest with you, it was majestic. Like, I've got a lot of respect for it because it, like, moved me. I'm not even going to say it moved me because she just turned into, like, this superhero. Out of nowhere, she just went... <laughs> I was like shit and like my hand it's fucking mental it's it terrifying and, and my my hand was like I'd say broken in about four or five different places and she just screamed and like like you say like the exorcist it just out of nowhere it was just like and like the, it's it's different like I got a lot of respect like as soon as I, it made me like fall in love with Emily even more when yeah. we married her mm. but this fucking noise that came out of it like sometimes yeah. I was thinking about it and I'm like oh it sends me chills like that ah, ah. and they like sound like a fucking tractor being started and going in first gear for a mile and a half yeah and they they did this thing where they said dad my name's Matt dad do you want to come and come to the basically I went to the business end and they were like do you want to help and uh, yeah, I stayed right at the top. Well, I sort of maybe made that mistake, but at the same time, it was oh. a moment. So I put Jesse's foot on my shoulder. They said, "Put it up here on your shoulder." <laughs> and there's my short staff. <laughs> and honestly, like they said, "Oh, you can get involved if you want." So I was like, "Right, great." And I'm a bit like I like all that gruesome shit, but not like for for me, it, <laughs> it, it was different. So they, they said, "Do not put your put a foot on your shoulder. Put it like on the top of your shoulder because in a second She's going to kick like a mule. And honestly, like, I had to grab onto her, uh, like, legs. And so, I don't... Viewers don't know who 
who my partner is. So I suppose I can say this. There's a lot of things that go on, like down there, that are something else. Like, I mean, she she shat on me. Um, <laughs> and it's not like, no, because the baby's head is like coming out at the same time, it causes almost like, you know when you put your thumb uh, over an um, over a hose pipe? And it gives you that pressure. It gives that pressure. Well, yeah, it was like, it was spraying. Did you feel like you were being pebble dashed? Uh, not pebble dashed. Like, like, like a, a flock of starlings coming out of a wet bush. <laughs> It was like a, it was like a really really fine stream onto my leg, and I, but I had to ignore that because more important stuff was going on. Anyway, the um, <laughs> I've just been like, I've just been put on. I'll be honest. Punch you. It was karma from from uni. We'll go through other things because uh, um, oh, you need more than a bit of shit on you to clear your karma. Yeah. The um, so yeah. Anyway, so I see the head come out, and what I loved more than anything was at that moment. And this is no word for lie. This is this is God's honest truth. At that moment, Freddie Mercury came on. Um, you know the um, what? They had a radio in there. Yeah, the radio on. Do, do you have a radio? Yeah, we have it after. No, did we. You, oh, do you have it on? We just kept it on though. Oh, I'm Spotify on. And um, there was a um, what's the one where it's like a I'm a shooter star, Freddie through the sky. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, don't stop me now. Yeah, yeah. So don't stop me now. Came on, oh, Freddie right, Mercury. And it'd been like quite, it was an autumnal day, and it'd been quite like um, cloudy most day. No, where do I lie? Like out of the clouds, spotlight on Jesse's vagina, just like a through the root stream of sunlight. <laughs> Honestly, uh, this is what I remember more than anything a stream of sunlight just hit uh, Fanny, and like all of a sudden you saw Autumn's head coming out, but when it comes out, it's not like a head. It's like an arrow. Yeah. It's like it comes out like a point because the baby's head has got all the Some soft in it. Yeah, all the um, all the connecting bones and stuff. They're not connected yet, so the the so it can get out. So it was just like squeezing through, and it just all I can remember is like Freddie Mercury singing to me, uh, the sun shining on like this little purple thing coming through there. I feel like Jesus was being born. Oh my god, mate! It was unbelievable. And it was that's like mental. that's powerful stuff, man. It was, and then all of a sudden she popped out. She like, <laughs> yeah, like the shoulders are like the hard part. But once she like, she was like, just put your hand in here, and oh, she was like, no. and I had to like put the hand where like, <clears throat> so you sort of like help like autumn through, and she then came out, and her eyes were completely black, like they were just black. And she wasn't moving or anything, Fuck and no. yeah, and I, and I like I panicked because I, but I had to show to I had to just keep a big smile on my face because so Jess, Jess was looking yeah. at me, and I didn't want to panic her, and I didn't want to panic anyone else, and then I just sort of like I was like oh, but in my heart I was like it was the worst feeling because Autumn was just sort of laid there. Did the midwife take her off you? Yeah? Nah, they they <laughs> while she was like just laid at Jess's like feet. They grabbed hold of like a towel and rubbed her really fast. And when like when they rubbed her really quickly, all of a sudden it's the most amazing thing. Like the life came into her eyes, and I was like, I was the first thing she saw in the world. Like the very first thing that she saw in like before anything else. My face was the first thing, and like I bet she was fuming about that. Oh man! Like, <laughs> but, but you know when you just think. Mental, That's such that a way. nice feeling to know that my, you're the first thing. My experience was nothing like that. What, what happened? So, like, we went in there, and, like, you know I love a curry, don't you? Yeah. So Emily's a midwife. She knows everything. But if anything, that's a, that's a bit of a, a bad thing, because she knows too much. Yeah. Like, she knows, oh, like, you know, she 
thinks I'm going to do this, what's going to happen, what's this, is this going to happen, asking the midwives and my blood's all like this and all that. And I'm sat there like, oh, what the fuck do I do? But Emily had already preempted me, like, you know, I just want you to be supportive, like, wipe my hair and, you know, make sure I'm all right. And I was like, I can do that. So we were in there and then, you know, we went for a walk around, this is when Theo was born, and then we went for this little walk and then we just ran the water. It took her fucking ages and I was like, hurry up. And she's like, stopping every two minutes to like proper contract. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, if it was a panic, Emily would like say something, but you can't talk when you're out of contraction. So we got back in the room, Emily's like, I need a hot bath, hot bath. And like you said, the midwife comes, does mummy want a bath? Does mum want a bath? Does yeah. mum want a bath? And I was like, name's Emily. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> I can speak for her. Yeah. <laughs> so she went and had a bath. But then the lady came, and I'm like, you know, you can't say that. I was fucking knackered. I was like, oh, just walking this woman around the, around the ward, taking her time, you know, I've got stuff to do. Yeah. This lady comes in with dinner, and it's a curry. It smelled like hospital food shit, in it? Yeah. But this curry smelled unreal. I think it was uneaten for the whole day because we were expecting the baby. Yeah. Emily's in the bath, and like in the adjacent room, I was like, Emily, your curry's here, do you want the curry? And obviously Emily's giving a nice reply, no, I fucking don't want the curry! <laughs> so I was like, do you mind if I have a little bit? So I like, had a little bit because I was starving, and Emily's in the bath making these fucking moans and all that, and I'm eating this curry, and I'm going, after, like, before I knew it, I'd eaten over half of it, fucking naan breading it up, smashing the lot of it. Midwife comes in, is that his mummy? Looks at me, I've got a mouthful of curry, I've got rice in my beard, I've got a naan bread in my head, <laughs> and she's like, oh, mummy not, hung- mum not hungry then, was she? And I was like, the bath, mouthful of food. <laughs> and Emily's like, I don't want any food! So the lady takes the food off me like I was a bad kid at school, like stealing food. You know, I'm a, I'm a human, I'm allowed to eat. Yeah. Uh, and then Emily got out of the bath, and then, you know, we sat there, and then the women would just come in and, like, just, like, check your woman out, like, go in, glove in, straight in, like, oh, five centimetres or whatever that means. And I'm going, it's a lot bigger than that. <laughs> and then before we knew it, we were into this room, and I shit you not, like, the time scale of her, like, walking around, oh, having the contractions. She's in that room 20 minutes and she just, like, the noise come out of her. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, mm. I was scared, but I thought Emily was going to die. Yeah. And then this little baby, like, I, st- I wasn't like you, mate. I wasn't fucking GoPro down the old front, <laughs> down the old front, you know, front bump. Yeah. I was right at the top giving her support over the shoulder. Go on, girl, get it in here. <laughs> but Emily's like, pinned me in this chair and this baby's just come out of her. You know, luckily I didn't see any of the old, you know, juice and all that. Yeah. And then Theo came out. Oh, mate, I was just like, I didn't, you know me, I don't stop talking anyway. And I just didn't have a word to say. I was like, <gasps> it was just mesmerising. But then, as Emily being a midwife, you know, she said all this stuff to me. 99% of the time, as all lads will know, we don't really listen to women that well. <laughs> or we do try and listen, we just don't take it in. Yeah. So Emily was telling me about, she wanted me to take a photo of her placenta. Yeah. I didn't know what I thought it was like cutting the cord. Oh, we should talk about the placenta. So I, she, no, this is what I'm getting at. Mm. So Emily's like, I want a picture of my placenta. And I heard things about women like, they get it turned into pill form and eat it, which is like disgusting. Yeah, fry it, yeah. But I didn't know what it was. So the midwife goes, so I, um, she shouts to her friend, the midwife, oh, can, you, can Ben take a photo of my placenta? And I'm camera happy in there. I'm taking photos of like Theo, of like every midwife to say thanks. I'm selfieing with a baby who's like got fanny juice all over his head. Yeah. And then, like, the midwife goes, oh, here, I've got the placenta now. And I was like, what do you you've got it now? And Emily's had to, like, push that, the rest of that fucking stuff out. And it's like, well, it's like a big fucking kicked about lasagna. Yeah. All the blood and veins and all that. So the lady spread it open for me. And I'm like, oh, let me take a... Yeah. About to chunder. 
And I've still got it on my phone to this day, mate. It's disgusting. Yeah, I um, I just, I mean, you're going through that point where everything's happened. This, the, 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 you know, the, you have to give birth to the placenta as well. That's one thing that I didn't realise that you you then have to give birth to that. So it's like everything's happened. You're looking, you're, like you say, you're so proud of like your partner. You have this overwhelming like rush of sort of like love for. Not just like your baby, because you're like, oh, that's incredible. But it's for like me, family, isn't it? Like yeah. Your family's out there. And, and for me, I know it sounds like everyone's like, oh, you got this. Over- you look and you've got this overwhelming rush for your child and this, that, the other. Did you like, cry? Nah, I didn't. No, but, I didn't. Did but, you get told off for not crying? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, do you not care? So then, <laughs> the, but then the um, the they just yeah, I loved autumn to bits from the second I saw this at the but I didn't expect to have the amount of love that I had for Jess oh, afterwards yeah. and not so proud of him. So well, without them, they wouldn't have had it, would they? No, without us, mate. Come on. I mean, we've put the we saved them. Yeah, we saved the right seed for the right gal, you know. Well, I um, I sort of I, anyway. They were saying, oh, um, yeah. Now, now we need to give birth to the placenta. This at the other. So I was like, right, okay. So then we've got a second one now, if we twins. So then, and then, <laughs> so then, so then they, that happened, and then she just out of nowhere, because I was, I was not at the business end for that one, out of nowhere, she just picked it up and she went, ooh, we've got a rare one. So I said, what do you mean? So there was like, it's a double percenter. And then they, they, she picked it up, and honestly, it was like somebody had just uh, summoned the bat signal. Like, it was just out of nowhere, again, this, this stream of light hitting this, like... It had like a wi- fucking Viking shield. It had wings, yeah, it had wings, and it was like just this Mate. huge thing. And she was like, it's very rare to get a double. So I was like, and then at that point, because you saw, like... Um, so edgy and like anxious about everything that's just happened. I'm like, was we supposed to have twins? Was we supposed to have this? Was there going to be two in there? Was the, what, what's happened to the other one? What have you done with it? Have we met up with Batman? <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, yeah, it was like, it, it was just incredible. It was just a strange, uh, strange situation. And then you get that, you know, those few days out of the way and it all goes downhill. You don't ever get any sleep. Nah, Jess was good actually. We, well, she laid there for a bit and she said, oh, I just want to get out of hospital. So I said, all right, I'll go and get us a KFC. So I went. It was and the got, first meal you had KFC. Yeah, love that. We, we, Absolutely it love was that. the closest place that was open at the time, and I just said, "Do you want a KFC?" She was like, "Yeah." So we, we, I ferried in like a big daddy box meal into the <laughs> uh, into the into the ward, and we sort of just sat in at KFC. And she's like, "I want to go home now." So I said, "Were you allowed?" So she was like, "Yeah." So then I said, oh, "Can we go home?" So they said, "Yeah." It was the weirdest thing. Like they just let you fuck off, didn't they? Yeah. Well, it was like <laughs> two minutes ago. We've just had a human being, and then now. We're allowed to just go home. No, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Can you get out? We got another one waiting. Yeah. Like Emily, she had the baby. Twenty minutes to birth. It went from naught to a hundred and sixty. Yeah. And then she had a cup. Of, well, the lady came over a cup of tea. She had a bite of toast. She got up. Emily got up off the seat. After there was like blood all over the place. There's yeah. A fucking placenta. Like well, an alien thing knocking around. There's a baby. I'm still trying to change a nappy. Put a nappy on. It took me about four hours. She just got up. Straight to the shower, had a quick, you know, spruce up, and then walk straight back out. Like fuck, all that happened. And and this is women all over. And I've got a lot of respect for women like that. They do that, and this, that, the other. Like there's there's that they just get up after that the whole body. But this is this is. I've had a broken. This took me off work for three weeks. I'm, <laughs> I'm a cold. I'm, I'm at the hospital. Should we talk about John and Wayne? I'll tell you a story. I think we've got this John Arno Wayson story time. Yeah, I think every week, um, just to let the uh, listeners know, we're going to talk about Ben's dad. 
Ben's dad is John Anna Wilson. And he, there is, you know when people go, oh, he's one of a kind. Yeah. There is no one else on the planet like this human. No. He's and a I, legend. I, all I've had is a legend? He's a legend. Mm, he's a Scottish legend. Well, let me, let, let the viewers, let the listeners decide, really. So, from a dickhead dad, there's a first, like, times, amount of times when my dad's done stuff, and I've just gone, dickhead. <laughs> Honestly, dickhead. And now people are going about me, dickhead. <laughs> so, I've got really no hope. Have I told you the story about um, one of my ex-girlfriends and how I was like basically banished from... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Their family. No. What my dad done. <laughs> Please, please tell me. So, you met, you know, you met my dad. My dad is the loudest guy in the room, and you can't get a word in edgeway. Scottish jock. Every other word is, all flower of Scott. And he, he loves it, doesn't he? Loves it. He's 55 years old, but he's trapped. He's, he's 55 year old, but he's got the mental age of it. He still thinks he's 18 in IB for giving it stacks. Do we ever grow up? No. Maybe the viewers can decide. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I was going, when I was lifeguarding, right? I was going out with my ex-girlfriend, Millie, um, and like, you know, your first girlfriend, like, you're besotted, aren't you, you know? Yeah. We basically worked together, that was it. The only thing we had in common is we were lifeguards. Mm. So, I didn't have a car at the time, um, 
But I remember working. We were both lifeguards, and I was working. I think like six o'clock in the evening till like half past eight, just like two and a half hour. I didn't live too far from the leisure centre I was working at, but my one of my closest mates, Mark, who you know is my shirt who went in, he um he was my manager. One of the lads went home sick, who was meant to stay until ten, and Mark said, Ben, do you want to stay till ten? Bit of extra cash. I'll drop you home after, because it's late. I was like, yeah, mate, cushy. He's like, me and you are just chatting, Paul. You know, real regulation stuff. Yeah. So, I said to, yeah, I went to the staff room to ring my mum, ring my mum, and say, oh, mum, I'm not home at 8.30, put the, put the dinner in the microwave, you know, such and such, just let her know, or leave, don't lock the door. Uh, <coughs> but my dad answered. My dad went, all right. I said, yeah, um, just so you know, dad, I'm staying on, for, staying on with Mark. And he's like, oh, Marky. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I need me to cover the shift till like 10. He goes, I'll do it. And I was like, Dad, you don't need to do it. Um, I'm going to stay here till 10. So I won't be home at 8.30, like I've said. Um, you know, so, you know, if you're making dinner, just put a plate aside for me or I'll have something when I get in. Don't worry. So you know, so you're not worried. Yeah, no worries, mate. He's like, so how are you getting out? I said, Mark's going to drop me off. Mark will pull in the drive. I'll get out. He goes, oh, all right. And I know fine well that my dad will come out and try and have a chat with Mark because he talks to everyone. As soon as I put the phone down and I'm going on back to poolside, I was like, right, I better let my... Um, I, I then all of a sudden remembered, at 8.30, my girlfriend and her mum were coming back from... They used to go to like a swimming club together. Yeah. And they were coming to pick me up. But they didn't go to the legend of where we worked at because they didn't like to be seen swimming like, you know, I don't know, women are weird, aren't they? they she went to another leisure centre to a swimming club. And they were going to come pick me up on the way through, and I was going to stay at her now, stay at theirs for the night. Yeah, obviously, you know how it goes. Um, and I was like, oh shit, yeah. I thought, well, you know, money's important. I'm not, I'll just let her know. Yeah. So I rang her up, ring, 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 no answer. And then I'm on poolside. I was like, oh shit. Hopefully, you know, I'm only on pool for 15 minutes, and I will come back off. Mm. I'll see if I can, you know, ring her then and let her know. I'll give her a text. So. I went straight back on because I've been shouting to go on. So I was on the pool side. Guy came off, let me off again. And I ran back in, and I had no word of a lie. Like seven missed calls, and a text message from her saying, "Tell your dad thanks." And right. I'm about to ring her back, and then my dad rings me. Answer the phone. I was like, "Dad," he's like, "He's like, you're not coming in then." And I went, "What are you going on about?" He goes, "You're not coming in." You and Mark, you and Mark are not coming in. <laughs> yeah. I said, Dad, it's eight o'clock. I told you I was coming. It's half eight. I told you I was ten till ten. He goes, who's out in the drive then? And I went, Oh, it'd be Millie and her mum come pick me up. He goes, I'm trying to let her know. She knows funny. He goes, Oh, and he didn't say anything then. Mm. And I thought, Oh, okay. I said, Why is everything right? He said, No, I just didn't know it was. <laughs> so then I put the phone down and I tried to ring Millie back. I know she didn't answer, so I texted her. Oh, I forgot to say. I tried to ring you. I thought we might still be swimming, but Mark's offered me to stay till 10. Um, so don't worry about coming around. I'll just see you tomorrow. But as I was texting her, she rang me back. And I was like, you are right?" And she's like, no, I'm not all right. And I was like, what the hell? And I can hear in the car with her mum. And I'm, they're middle class. They like, yeah. you know, they go fox hunting. And they've got horses. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm an apprentice plumber at the time. Like half, like lifeguard as well. Yeah. They're like rowing at Oxford and stuff. Killing First time I met her dad, I had a black eye, and he was like, How did you get that? Was it rowing an oar to the face? And I was like, No, I kickboxed him. <laughs> He's like, Oh, you scoundrel. <laughs> you rascal. You absolute barbarian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she went, No, I'm not, thanks. 
And I was like, what do you mean, say thanks to my dad? And she was like, your dad has absolutely insulted me and my mum. And I went, insult? I was like, what did you do? Did you not see him? And he's like, he has been, we've pulled onto your drive. I've tried to call you. I was like, yeah. Just about to open the door. Your dad has put the porch light on and he's come out. And he's given me and my mum the finger. <laughs> swearing at us. Like throwing the, like Mr. Bean. You know Mr. Bean's doing that? Yeah. He's throwing the finger at us. My mum has just gone, <gasps> how dare he? And we've reversed off the drive. And I was like, my dad thinks that's me and Mark, but he's swearing at me and Mark. Yeah. In Paris. Yeah. Like, now that was a trip. Like, Dad, tell me what Paris was like with you and Uncle Matt. No, I can't say anything <laughs> about that. Well, they'll see uh, us on a on a merry-go-round, so that's... Uh, and that just... was the only thing I could post. I remember that <laughs> merry-go-round, actually, because... Uh, was that when we went we went to that bar, and we were like, oh, we'll just have a little coffee, yeah. we'll have a little baguette, ten pints of Carlsberg Export, Yeah. and we're on this merry-go-round, well, we were the oldest by, what, 20, 25 years? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd discovered at that point, uh, you can get these apps what that, like, beautify your face, so they make your teeth whiter, they make your face this, that, the other... And my favourite thing at the time was, you know, like a lot of people, which I, again, I think is hilarious, where you zoom in on someone's face really close up and yeah. then just post it. My thing at that time was to um, to over-beautify people's faces. So I'd like, I, I think we've got a picture of you with the whitest teeth. <laughs> yeah. the, your cheekbones are like, like, they could cut glass. You've got like, and my, my I, thing... I, I looked at it and thought, that guy's fucking gorgeous, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that well, was He must thing. be clear enough. His life must be a doddle. <laughs> I want a merry-go-round with you. <laughs> that was that was my banter at that can you, time. Can you? If we could, you recap Paris and remember most of it. Yeah, I can remember every every minute of it. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? So we, we land. We landed there on the. Was it the Saturday the Friday night? You can remember more of it than me. No, so yeah. The Friday night. Yeah, I don't remember landing. I've been in. Uh, did we? We went to Luton Airport. Did and we? shout out to Luton Airport. Absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we landed. Um, I'm pretty sure we went, you know, I can't remember, anyway, we went straight to the fucking Battlecruiser. Yeah. Because we were meeting the Airbnb lady at six o'clock, but we'd been in the pub since two. I lived in uh, I lived in North London at that point, and we met in a pub in North London Shock. before we went to the... Shock. Yeah. Told me. yeah. And then we did our Instagram post at the pub, in the airport with our beers, didn't we? Shock. Yeah. And then we landed, we went to this little pub, and obviously me and you were speak fluent and absolutely fuck all. Yeah. We were just... We were drinking away, the Euros was on, we were getting, yeah, might add the Euros were on, we just go to Paris on the gay weekend. Yeah. And then we went to the Airbnb to meet yeah. this lady. Absolutely, we were just, we were fucking battered. Yeah. We walked in, this woman, French lady, all prim and proper, beautiful little place, wasn't it? Yeah. And she was like, you were like, oh yeah? Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck? And it was happening? at that point I realised that she might not understand Northern, so I started talking like Joey Barton, didn't yeah. I? I just put the accent and That's on. when I found out "merd" in French means shit. Yeah, she yeah. She kept saying "merd" a lot. <laughs> yeah. Merd. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then, yeah, well, so that was that. And then, I think it wasn't one of our mates over there on a stag do. Yeah, I mean, it was like... It was uh, nice to see them for that three minutes. Yeah. And then we went to the fan zone park the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all day drinking. And then we went to this bar. Do you remember the bar? 
And you nipped out for a sick. I remember meeting those guys at the underneath the Eiffel Tower to watch the Wales game. Yeah. And then at that point, for some reason, I was so drunk that I thought it'd be a great idea. Maybe I got swept up in the city of love, but I thought it'd be a great idea to write my name on a tree. Um, and then the police came out of nowhere, and I was about this close to getting arrested for writing my name on a tree. Fucking nature. No, they they they, they were they they're were arresting in, you while the Russians were kicking fuck out. Yeah, this is this is what I found ironic because we went there a bit edgy because there'd been terrorist attacks. And we oh, thought, we went there edgy, did we? Because you'd had a few jars. <laughs> you were turning Irish on me. Well, we thought we. Thought, I thought you anybody. I thought you anybody. <laughs> no, because we thought, oh shit, there's going to be like we're going watching football under the Eiffel Tower. It would be like the perfect opportunity. Can for I just say terrorists? The Eiffel Tower. Yeah. In person. Yeah. A bit ropey. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest with you. What upset me the most was we'd gone and bought um, we bought a flag, hadn't we? Yeah. And we were wearing those giant condoms. You know the uh, you know the um, like the fucking poncho things. Ponchos, they? the wet weather stuff. Mum is ripped. So we look great, and um, yeah, we they wouldn't let us have the flag in into the fan pack, would they? So you just look like a couple of Johnnies. Yeah, we look like dickheads. So then we went and the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I mean, it looks nice when it sparkles and stuff, but on a wet, rainy day in Stoke, it looks absolutely appalling, <laughs> doesn't it? It looks shit in Stoke, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you plumped that in Stoke, <laughs> like on a wet, rainy day in Stoke, people would be having a word about it. Be people saying, would be like, get that shit off there. That hunk of metal. It is, it's rusty, no, it doesn't it's, it's a giant telegraph pole. That's oh, all it is. With a few lights on it. Yeah. And then we went, after that, we went to the little bar, didn't we? And we were talking to... We met these. You don't. I don't know if you remember this, but we met these two lads who were in the army, uh, Marines guys no, from this. America. Right. And I think he was talking so much. You had enough, and you're like, I'm going out for a cig. Yeah. Oh no, you went to go buy some cigs. Yes. And I was sat in there, and I like to take on an alias when I go away. Mm. And I was pretending my name was Gavin, and I was from Canada, and I was in the Marines and from Canada. Yeah. And we were having banter about back and forth, and I put on a whole Canadian accent. And like whole... all we know, we all know, like when we're drunk and we put on accents, they completely 100% sound like those accents. Oh, not a single. <laughs> honestly, I just was 100% Canadian, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. So out of order. <laughs> and the bloke was like, uh, where's your friend guard? I would say, Canadian. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's probably gone on a, on a lookout. <laughs> but then I thought, I sat in the bar, and I was like, what the fuck is he? And then the bar, the barman, I didn't realise, the barman pulled the, the, the little fucking casket thing down to close my last orders. And I was like, that's been gone two hours. Yeah. And I walked outside, there'd been a riot in the street. Yeah. And the first, first thing I thought, I thought, Matt's fucking booted off. Yeah. I thought you'd had a fucking, you got out there on the kickoff. And I looked out there. And I was like, where the hell is he? So I went left, because the roadblock was on the right. Yeah. But you were trying to get back to me, but they wouldn't let you through. No. So they closed the bar, I went left, and you ran round the other way, didn't you? Yeah. But there's and a big I lost fam- you. Well, there's a big famous square in, in Paris that I, I have no idea what it's called. But they, they, <laughs> they're like... That famous. Yeah. They, it all being... Like, I walked out for the SIGs. The SIGs shop must have been about four or five doors down from where we were. And then I came out of the SIG shop and to a, like a, a line of coppers beating their um, their Shield, shields, it? yeah, walking towards. And I thought, oh God, this is this doesn't look good. So I was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't just get by you, could I? Uh, the voice of the most polite voice. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, just need to pop past you. And then uh, they were like, <laughs> no. And I was like, 
Because my mate's in that, that pub just behind you there. Look, just do... No, you'll go around. So I was like, but in a French accent. Yeah. So then, um, so I had to run round, and it's like this square, and I think this square is about a mile round, and you know my fitness is like top draw. You, so, <laughs> I, your name is <laughs> Mo Farah. Yeah, between, like, between our, you are like the Mo Farah of our mates. When people mention like Iron Man's, like Tough Mudders, this that they were first. Is there one in Hulk called the Mat Man? Yeah, the Mat. It's just you, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How long? How quick can you eat by the bucket? Mat's mudder. So it came. It came to that, so I thought, right, great, I'm gonna have to run around. So I started a jog, and then <laughs> and then I started like a little bit of a walk, and then a jog. Well, you don't just walk. jump into the deep end; you got to get your heart rate right up. You got to pace yourself. I had no pacer in front of me or anything like that. So I uh, I got there, and I'll admit the place was shut. But also, I couldn't even remember which place it was because every place was shut, and now they were just like a blank. They like locked the whole street. There was a lockdown, didn't it? Yeah. So anyway, I got there, and then I realised that you had the key to the room when I got back. So I went to the place, and I was like, my room's locked. And it was an Airbnb, but it was in a hotel, wasn't it? But the, what, what, what you done was the right thing to go back to the hotel. You remembered where it was. Yeah. I, Me, I, I had the key. Yeah. So I don't know miles from my elbow in Paris anyway. So I just saw a taxi rank. Walked over to the bloke, yeah, and the key had the address on it because I couldn't remember where the fuck I was going. So I said to the old, this big fat Italian bloke, he had a cigar in his mouth, (laughs) and uh, he's like, I was like, I was like, no, mate, honestly, (laughs) big fat bloke, big Italian bloke. I was like, Polyvoo Francais, and he was like, "Uh, Daliano. I was like, I need to go to this address. The key had the address in it, and he goes, Ah, get in. Opened the glove box, gave me a cigar. Gave me a beer. I'm sat there with this fucking fat Italian. Don't, I'm not even talking. I'm just chatting shit. I think I still had a Canadian accent. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I was playing. And uh, we're driving. We're driving. I'm going, we're not like... This, I've been in this taxi 25 minutes. Where the fuck am I going? Yeah. And um, I see a sign. Paris is like... I've gone past Paris. And I'm like... I was like, where, where are we? He's like, five more miles. Five more miles. I was like, how far away is this from Paris? He's like, 25 miles away from Paris. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm staying in Paris. But the key had the address on to not where we were staying to where the lady who owned the place her address out like where her home address so if someone lost to keep go to them not to like uh, the place because obviously they couldn't get in yeah so he's taking me back to her address he drops me off in the middle of this street nothing apart from at the end of this road there is some football fans I don't know if they're Russian German yeah. I'm in an England top with a fucking poncho on looking like fucking Dr Dickhead and at this point Russians were the ones to avoid exactly and I'm going, this poncho is see-through with an England top on, and it's raining. I'm not walking around with no top on. Yeah. So the bloke's dropped me off. He goes, is this the right place? He's like, yeah, mate, spot on, cheers. 45 euros I gave him. I was like, man, pretty sure the train was two euros. <laughs> Get in there, and I see these blokes. I'm like, right, you know, there's seven of them, one of me. I've had a skinful. I'm in a different country. What the fuck am I going to do? I see this little door, a little hotel... Walked in, said, man, I need a room for the night. Or how far away is... I had your number, didn't I? Yeah. No, no, my phone died, so I asked for a charger. Yeah. Charged my phone. My phone was on charge. Uh, but the bloke said, you need, I need to, like, am I staying here? And I was like, my phone's not charging, my phone's not charging. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just skip here for the night. Sort out in the morning. 160 euros for a night, when on the door it was, like, fucking 50. Because <laughs> I rocked in, pissed out my head, last thing. Yeah. Went into this room, had a mini bar, like beautiful double bed. I was like, touch. Laying on this bed, obviously, I'd had a day full of beers. I like followed through on the bed. But being in, in the morning, I'd work in the morning, I was like, oh my god. And I didn't even think, and then I thought, where the fuck 
am I? Yeah. My phone had like 200 missed calls from you. And I rang you back and you were like, where the fuck are you? And I was like, mate, I do not know. Then I sent the link to you, the pinpoint thing. After I'm just, as an adult, I've just shit the bed. But yeah. I'm just putting pillows over it to be like, yeah. <laughs> They'll oh, never okay. see it. They'll never know. <laughs> and it's £180 sweet. Hopefully. They might just wrap up the uh, the sheets and just... Not Why don't we just pillows? rub the room? <laughs> I don't know where he's from. Wait till we bend the room. <laughs> so then you... I remember sending you the pinpoint and you were at, you were at our hotel reception and you said to the bloke, where are you? Yeah. And I was like... 28 miles away from where I had to be yeah and you'd slept on the floor in the corridor with a shoe as a pillow and then I had to get another taxi back a water bottle eh? yeah, a water bottle, bottle, yeah. bottle of water yeah and then I got back I'm like we just started it I was like alright mate you alright <laughs> straight back to bed yeah but that wasn't even the weird night nah that was, was like, that was just like the that, the, that was the that, that next day that evening was one of the craziest funniest things I've ever been involved with in my life don't remember a thing about it Please tell me. You don't remember the thing. Yeah. So we went. We went to. We went to the fan zone again, didn't we? Yeah. And obviously, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So we went to the camp, uh, fan zone, and then we started. We went to that bar. It must be about eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. And there was a big black bouncer, and I just kept going. Let's go, champ! Let's go, champ! <laughs> oh yeah. Because he looked like Shannon Briggs. Briggs. Yeah. I was like, let's go, and then the whole bar started going, let's go, champ! <laughs> But you met the, the, there was like a group of five Irish lads. Yeah. And they were getting involved with the Let's Go Champ! <laughs> yeah. And then we started, like, we just invited ourselves over this. Everyone was shouting, giving each other banter. And then, like, when, it, like, when the banter was gone and there was like a threat, we all like gelled. Yeah. Like, to, like, that's Great Britain! I mean, I remember doing the river dance at one point in a, in a pub. You did more than the river dance, mate. <laughs> I remember you doing the worm, mate, and that was you putting your pants down. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, like, he, he was out cold. And the next thing I saw, like, oh, it, was, it was just chaos. But do you remember crazy. seeing him laying on the floor? If the top was forward. You couldn't like see his eyes, it flopped over his eyes. Yeah. And I've two of his mates ran off, off, and the other one, his mate was screaming, wasn't he? Like, oh my God. Like, he thought we were going to attack his mate. He was, had a bottle in his hand, he wanted to excellent. But then what really shocked me is the fact that I didn't realise you had the paramedic uh, uh, certificate. I didn't know you trained. Because the, 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 the ambulance turned up, and out of nowhere, you said, uh, Hello, I am uh, from uh, England, I am a uh, paramedic in so England. So I'm from England, or sound like I'm from Iran? <laughs> well, well, I sort of like, the bloke was, yeah, he had a bottle, he was back to witness with a bottle, wasn't he? Yeah. And I went, no, 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 I'm a paramedic from home. I yeah. think at the time, I was an apprentice plumber. You was? Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, obviously um, you know, I know exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. And I'm rolling this kid around the street, putting him in the recovery position that's, like, not even correct. I think I had his leg over his shoulder. I mean, don't play yourself down there. You were a lifeguard at some point, and I'm sure yeah. you'd had a... But then, and it had been raining, yeah. so he was in safe hands. Mm. But, yeah, he was lying there, and his mate was like, save my mate, help my friend. And I was like, look, look, stop, let, don't panic, let me do my job. He was Back unreal. home, and you... I remember looking at you, and you had this look on your face like, what the fucking hell is he doing? <laughs> and I was, I was sort of trying to subliminally talk to you through my head like I've got this yeah and you were just there staring at me and you were like confused but still talk to his mates like let him do his job he does this all the time it was that point when I started playing along because I thought well we've got two choices we've either got this guy's gonna like die of blood loss or 
maybe Wason knows something from his time as, as, a, as an, um, a lifeguard at the local leisure centre. Just didn't have my whistle, did so, I? So, so, at that point, I mean, it was when you started shouting for, like, honey and vinegar that I thought maybe we were, we're, in, a, we're in a difficult situation <laughs> and maybe we need a professional. But, yeah, he, I mean, you wouldn't leave the lad alone. He, you wanted to go in the ambulance with him. You wanted to do everything. And, and Well, I remember saying to the bloke, the, the ambulance turned up, and I said to the bloke, the, the French you know, paramedic, I said, basically, what's happened here? Polyproof was here, and, and the guy, the Irish guy, was looking at me like, this guy's just saving my mate's life. We rolled him over. We kept him warm. Yeah. I'm telling his friends, like, look, guys, just please be calm. Your friend needs all the support. And they were like, <laughs> crying, and I was like, don't worry, like, I've got this, he's in safe hands. Yeah. Little do they know that yeah. I'm just soldering pipes back home, not yeah. giving up, no, I don't know, fuck all. Yeah. And this paramedic comes over, and I was like, no, I'm a paramedic back in England, basically what's happened is, and I remember from PE, a contusion was where you cut your leg, or you cut your arm, or so it's called a good, and I've always just remembered that from like PE accidents. Yeah. I was like, he's got a slight contusion to the top of the forehead. Slight contusion. The guy's head was like a letterbox. Yeah. And I was like, just roll him over, flip that back in. He'll need stitches, maybe steri-strips. Yeah. Um, and possibly an x-ray for a concussion. You don't do x-rays for concussions. A concussion's just a whack on the nut, isn't it? And please, listeners, do, do, um, do comment uh, if it is the, w- the correct word is contusion. It's, I think it is contusion. I'm, pre- I'm 100% sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah... The ambulance guy, they they, they, like, they they like said well done for like getting him in this position. Mm. They got two, three of their blokes. They lifted him onto one of the stretchers. They wheeled him back in the ambulance, and one of his mates, you remember, came over to me, hugged me. Yeah. I was like, "You've saved my mate's life. You're a hero." Yeah. And I just said, "No, no, no. You guys are the real heroes. <laughs> Keep him calm like that. Your friend needs that. Now go yeah. on, make sure he's all right. Enjoy your holiday." And we turned around and walked off. And as we walked off, it's we like said, a mic drop, Bosh. And as we walked off, we said, Let's go, champ! And it was, Let's go, champ! <laughs> and it was at that point. I think as we everyone were, knew we were dick we, we, we were 10 feet away from them walking back down the street. And I was like, Just keep quiet, Matt. Keep quiet. Yeah. With a nice grin on my face. And you went, Do you think they'll know tomorrow you're going to get in your van and go plumbing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think on the next episode we should actually touch on a bit of like the, the OCD, the mental health issues? Because there'll be, you know, mental health this day and age is a huge thing. And I, for one, have got, you know, experience in that yeah. field of like the, the part that I've had to deal with. And I'd like to, you know, go through the stage of from a lad to a dad. But in that, you know, in that time frame and go through that, there's a whole load of mental issues which I've been able to now deal with and speak out about. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to my side. So, you know, it's just showing from my side that mental health, yeah, you know, can is is obviously apparent and takes an effect. But showing from as this pod, as this podcast progresses, you see the the lad to dad, the jokes, the laughs, the love, the live, and I'd mental health. That's and the and the love. exactly, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to talk about that. I think both of us have gone through mental health issues at the same time, and I think a lot of people out there have done exactly the same thing, and and. I think maybe we should touch on... I mean, obviously, we'll still have the same fun and banter that we have. Well, that's what um, our podcast is about. Our podcast is about, like we said, dads and lads. Not necessarily like, right, this is what a dad does, this is what a lad does. Just a place, to, a format and a place to speak out and tell stories. And, you know, people be going through the same things. Like, how many times have you seen, like, one of your mates have a kid and they change? But, you know, deep down, they're still the same boat. They don't come out as much. Yeah. And they've got to be quiet and not say anything. And, 
you know, you know, as males, like you said earlier, in the when you were talking about you know being a male, you get like a bit of a a bad rep. Yeah. But you know, sometimes yeah, so we deserve it, but we've got to accept it and take, yeah. talk about it and move on. And that goes with any issue regarding mental health, regarding things that uh, you're going through in your life. And hopefully, if we touch on the topic that some of our viewers and listeners are going through, yeah, you know, that might make make them feel a little bit easier and make them rest at ease. Because trust me, we've gone through it all. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I think even over this last year. Yeah, and that's the place of this podcast. I want to, I want for myself as well. I want to push that side on for people to to listen to and relate, yeah. enjoy themselves, have a laugh, yeah. and then go. You know what? I'd, what I'd love to hear is our you know listeners come back and go, "What a bunch of dickheads!" But then relate to that and be like, "They're just as fucking fucked up in the end as we were." A hundred percent. And I think one of the one of the main things that comes with being a dad that maybe uh, and and. Uh, yeah, it happens with women, but from our male point of view, I think it's something that we can talk about is maybe a bit of the loneliness that comes from being a dad. The, the things where you're not, you know, you have to do it all on your own, you have to do this, that, the other, but you don't. You don't. No. And, and uh, hopefully... And, we're, and, and we, as a, as, a, as, a, as a couple of dickhead dads and a couple of lads from the past... I've gone through that transition, not because tra- like, now you're a female, <laughs> but gone through that transition of going from the lad procedure to the, the whole life changing in a matter of moments when the babies are born to trying to find yourself about like, bloody hell, what, what am I going to, I've got to provide for this person, but still maintaining that laugh and finding yeah. out who your real friends are. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of things we can top, touch on yeah. that are all going to be relatable from, you know, that hopefully the viewers will listen uh, the, so the listeners will hear and you know if we can just like you know relate on a couple of things and obviously the listeners as well give some sort of feedback yeah it'll be lovely to hear that people can go yeah I can relate to that and yeah you are a bunch of dickheads you know like, that's <laughs> what I want to hear and you know you know next week or next episode we'll do is we'll, we'll touch on that yeah and uh, like I said in between all those topics we'll I've we'll fly to each other and I've got plenty more stories and, and, and I've got uh, I think I'd love to hear some more uh, stories about John Anna Wilson as well. Well, I'm hoping, maybe not next not next time, the time after, I'm going to bring a special guest in for us. I'd like that. With a full live story. But in the next episode, the next the next podcast, all, all the information will be revealed. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to next week's so that you can get your information and I'll leave you on a cliffhanger at that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, listeners. See you later, you bunch of dickheads. See you later, you bunch of dickheads. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.